Actually, I haven't seen you in about a week, <laughs> <In> a week. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. But yes, I'll see you this evening probably at the women's basketball yes. game. How you doing today? I am good. I'm probably a little more rested than you are. Well, that's probably true. <laughs> Laid my head on my pillow at 3.15 a.m. So. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I think I was in bed a little bit before that. I hope so. I definitely hope yes, so. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk all things Baylor athletics. Spin the wheel yep. and start with men's basketball, which uh, playing well, still is playing well in a lot of uh, aspects. Uh, had won five of six, but lost last night on the road in Provo. Tell you what, that home court advantage was really, really good for BYU. It, it was great. Uh, it was loud, and and certainly, I think you know, Coach Drew always says you can you know can affect a game. And I think the crowd definitely affected that game. Um, and man, great venue, great, you know, great to have that kind of atmosphere. Um, so BYU was a great addition to this league and, and Baylor kind of saw a little bit of that, uh, last night, but, uh, like you said, I, I thought they played really well, John, um, probably other than one area. I, I mean, I know a lot of people will talk about the three-point defense, which certainly that's an issue. But I, I still think the main thing, I think you could have given that up if you don't give up 16 offensive boards. Yeah, right. That, to me, the game was they scored 20 points off uh, 16 offensive rebo- rebounds and 20-4 to four difference in second-chance points. So that's a 16-point difference. Um, yeah, I thought that, to me, was the difference in the game. Yeah, and an area where usually Baylor has an advantage 16-point difference favoring BYU, and the Bears lose by seven. I mean, that that's kind of it. You pinpointed it right there. Well, and I, John, I went back and looked, and the one here, um, it, the rebounds and stuff were about the same, mm-hmm. and I think we actually outscored them like maybe six to five on mm-hmm. second-chance points. Okay. So a uh, big difference in the two games, you know, Foster Pavilion as opposed to the Marriott Center. But, yeah, I mean, you know, Baylor wins by nine here. Uh, and I don't remember how many. I, I know BYU made a lot of three pointers in that game too. But that's that's why I'm saying I think the biggest difference was that one thing. I mean, obviously their three point, you know, really the defense overall has to improve. Um, but I, I think if you can, you know, improve in that one area, the the boards, the offensive freedom. Like you said, though, in, in most games that's been their edge. Right. You know, that's been Baylor. You know, because. You know, Langston Love is a good rebounder. I mean, a lot of the guards are generally good rebounders. Um, and then, you know, you've got Eve inside and Jalen and all those guys. So um, that hasn't been much of an issue all year. But, John, if you think back to that three-game losing streak, in every one of those games, you grab one defensive rebound. Right. That was the difference in each one of those games. Right. They had a late um, defensive rebound that they didn't get that the other team got an offensive rebound and scored each one of those three losses in the, in that, you know, run where they lost three in a row. Every one of those had a, a rebound late that they didn't get. How about, uh, the Houston Cougars, number two in the nation coming in on Saturday morning. That's a big matchup. Absolutely. And of course they, you know, had the big win over Iowa state top 10 matchup there. And, um, you know, it was set up to be, you know, if, if Baylor could have won last night, it would have been really a, you know, a matchup for first place. I, sp- I still think, you know, Baylor can, you know, kind of keep their foot in the door if they can win Saturday and would only be one game behind Houston and and have a head up on, on the head to head. So I think that's, 
Saturday is a big game in, in terms of that, but just in terms of everything. I mean, that's just, that would be a huge RPI win. Um, you know, certainly would, you know, kind of keep your, I think they still have momentum going, John. Like you said, they had won five of six. They've won five of seven. I don't know that there's, you know, maybe other than Houston, I don't remember, but other than them, I don't know that anybody has had, you know, that good a stretch here lately. So, uh, you know, Baylor's still playing well, um, but if they can get that win and kind of start off this, you know, end of the year stretch, end of the regular season stretch, I think that would be a big win. And man, the schedule, like we've talked about, the schedule is crazy that, uh, you know, you just don't get any off nights in this league. Yeah. Baylor's uh, strength of schedule remaining games was number one in the nation, toughest in the nation going into the game last night. I didn't notice, you know, what it might be after that game, yeah. but uh, but that's life in the Big 12. So it's yeah. Baylor in Houston Saturday morning. It's an 11 a.m. tip-off in Foster Pavilion, nationally televised on CBS. A lot of, a lot of uh, eyeballs on that game. Before that, how about tonight, Baylor and Kansas. The women get another shot at KU this evening. Yeah, I mean, obviously that one did not go their way the first time. It was during a pretty bad stretch where they lost back-to-back, you know, games on the road. Uh, and, and this one, they were really not that competitive. I mean, they lost by like 21. It's really the only kind of game that they've had like that this year. So um, certainly they will be motivated. And, and, you know, they have played better of late. They played great. Sunday, I think if you had mm-hmm. maybe if you had Brittany Griner in the house every night, maybe you would play like that. <laughs> That's right. Their their defense was just amazing. Yeah. Like they just, I, I didn't think Tech was very good, um, but I think Baylor made them look worse than they are. I mean, they beat them. You know, it was right at thirty points. So um, you'd like to keep that momentum going. And again, I think you want to get that game back. You know, that one hurt uh, at the time against Kansas, so you'd like to get this one back and, and uh, you know, kind of mo- keep moving up the uh, standings. They're tied for fifth right now with Kansas and, I believe, Iowa State. So, you know, again, kind of positioning for seeding both in the Big 12 tournament and the NCAA seeding. So, uh, again, you know, I, every game is big. I guess, I guess I shouldn't, you know, make too much of that. But I do think this is a big one for the women in terms of getting a little revenge back and kind of getting that bad taste out of their mouths of, the way that they played up there in Lawrence. Yeah, and and I think, and this was the case with the men last night. Uh, you're playing uh, the men playing BYU for the second time this year. You don't play everybody right. twice. I think that's a factor. You know, when you play a team for a second time, mm-hmm. and especially if you lost the first one, um, right. and that's the case with the Baylor women tonight against Kansas. Yeah, I think they will have the edge, and like you said, in both of these cases, very similar. Baylor's the home team in this one. BYU was the home team. That's in that right. One. Yep. Yep. And, and, you know, had lost the, you know, those teams had lost the first game. So, yeah, I think that Baylor has the similar edge um, that BYU did last night. And certainly, you know, we hope the Foster is rocking and all that. So, um, yeah, I think Baylor should have the advantage and they played well here. Uh, I believe uh, was it K State might have been the only loss here. Mm. Um, but they've played well here at Foster. So, I, I expect them to play well tonight, and that's kind of been their M.O. is they, they haven't played nearly as well on the road as they have at home. Um, but, you know, they're home tonight. Uh, this is the second game, back-to-back home game. So you'd like to, again, you know, get this one, and I believe they play at West Virginia on Saturday. So you'd like to get this one before you head up to Morgantown to play a ranked West Virginia yeah. team. Yeah, that they beat here. 
Right. All right, very good. Uh, that's tonight, 7 o'clock, Foster Pavilion, Baylor, Kansas women. How about uh, softball? They hit the road today. I think you were part of that media gathering this morning before they left town. But, man, they've got uh, some tough games to play out at Palm Springs this week. They do. Three ranked teams, John, and uh, it's nothing new for them. I mean, they've played a heck of a schedule already, just like baseball has. So, yeah, I mean, they're playing uh, Oregon. Um, tomorrow night, but then they still have UCLA and Missouri on the schedule for this weekend, uh, UC Riverside. So, I mean, it's, it, it's a great schedule, uh, great tournament. I mean, there's other teams there, but you only play, you know, the ones that are in your bracket or your schedule or whatever. But, uh, man, they're, they're playing some great teams there. Uh, good, you know, good tests against uh, a great schedule. Um, you know, like I said, I think theirs is a lot like baseball in that, you know, it can bury you, but, you know, if you kind of survive it, if you can just get through it, you're going to have some great RPI games and certainly some great RPI wins. Um, the, the way that softball did beating Louisiana twice um, there on the road on Sunday. So, you know, I think hopefully they, and I think they're kind of getting their pitching back, you know, Dari and Aliyah, neither one were hundred percent, you know, at the start of the season. So as you get those back, uh, and Riley Crandall has pitched great, so I, I, I think uh, I think their depth will pay off this weekend, maybe more than it has up to this point, because you are playing five games in three days. That's that's a tough schedule, no matter who you're playing. Yeah, you need a lot of pitching to do that, right. especially against right. the teams they're playing out there. And then baseball, good to see them get their first win of the year yesterday. Home opener at Baylor Ballpark, eleven to five over Lamar. And they've got uh, Indiana coming in for a three-game series this weekend. Yeah, that's an Indiana team that was in a region final just a year ago. I believe they might have won the Big Ten, at least the tournament championship last year. So this is a good Indiana program. Um, you know, it's not one that really you have that name that, oh, yeah, they're, they're not there every year, but they're in a really good stretch here. And, and I know Mitch has talked about it a couple times. I guess when he first got the job, Indiana called and was like, are you still going to honor this schedule? Cause it was already on the schedule. Oh yeah. And, and he was like, sure. Yeah. We, and then he said, you know, after that 20 and 35 season, I was having second thoughts. <laughs> so he did, did want to go ahead and play yeah. it. Uh, and again, it's, it's a great test. It's, it's great for your RPI. And if you can win a, a game or two here, that's man, that's a huge feather. John, they did play well last night. Um, they still had some pitching issues and, and, and as he, Said after the game, they didn't really, you know, kind of keep their foot on the throat. Um, but uh, great to see them start the way they did. I mean, four batters in, you're up four nothing. Uh, three home runs that night, so top of the order, playing really well, um, and got some good pitching last night. Um, Drew Leach was really good, and I believe it was Steven Sepulveda, you know, toward the back end, and, and Gabe Craig uh, in the somewhat closer role. He, I believe, he struck out the side. Wow. Um, in, the, in the ninth he looked really good so yeah that was a good win against Lamar and, and now you get uh, tested by Indiana and then oh by the way uh, you turn around and you host ORU Oral Roberts next week and they were in the final four of the College World Series yeah. a year ago so <laughs> no easy uh, you know kind of like you know kind of like Big 12 basketball there are no easy weekends a uh, couple other sports I want to get your thoughts on. Uh, A&T, Acrobatics and Tumbling, Big Meat hosting Oregon this Sunday afternoon. And how about track and field headed to the uh, Big 12 Indoor Championships this weekend? Yeah, that's a big one, obviously. You know, indoor season just seems to go real quick. 
Um, you have like three or four meets and then here's the big 12 championships. And, and then, you know, NCAAs is just around the corner. Uh, it, this is kind of a weird scheduling, John, that, um, so they'll have this one this week. And then I believe it's before they go to NCAA indoors, they'll actually have an outdoor meet. The oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're having an outdoor meet the weekend before they go. Now, granted, you're only, you know, sending a few people, right. how many ever people to, to the indoor championships, but they wanted a, they wanted a week where, you know, cause some of your um, athletes don't participate in indoor. Um, so this gives them a chance. And then ones that don't make indoor gives them a chance to kind of get started on the outdoor season. But yeah, they have a good group going. Uh, I know his, uh, Coach Ford's expectations are to hopefully finish in the top half of the women. It'll probably be a little harder for the men, uh, but, you know, lots of, uh, you know, hopefuls there. I mentioned Alexis Brown, the uh, transfer from Florida that, you know, went through a surgery. I believe it was a year ago. They found an extra bone in oh. her foot. Just. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they actually, well, she was having some, I think maybe whether it was shin splint or whatever it was, she was having some issues. And they actually went in and, and did the x-rays and stuff. And turns out she had an extra bone in her foot. And good that was grief. causing all the problems. So they fixed that. And she's really had a good year and, and, and is jumping really well. She's also, she also does the 60. And, and when we were talking to her, Coach Ford said, yeah, and I may even have Alexis Brown on the 4 by 4 relay. Gosh. And actually she wants to. I mean, she runs the 60. And I guess probably in, in outdoors she'll run like the 100 and 200. But, you know. I mean, she wants to help, so uh, I don't think she'll be on the four by four. But you know, she was she was up for it, so that's that's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, A and T obviously hosting Oregon. Um, you know, Fee has lost. I believe it's four losses in her career. Two of them are to Oregon. You know, since she came to Baylor, but that's all she's lost. Yeah. Uh, you know, since she came to Baylor, is two two times against Oregon, both on the road. So you know, unbelievable. This program, you know think we can say enough about it john but uh man what an incredible run they've had i don't even know if it's a run now like you know the, unless it's a marathon because they just keep winning keep winning uh, but that'll be fun sunday afternoon three o'clock uh at the feral yes that place is still open that's they right you'll have competitions over there so uh that'll be uh that'll be fun sunday afternoon all right very good all right anything else we need to touch on jerry man John, we've I think we've hit just about everything yeah. on the wheel. I'm sure there's there's probably some tennis coming up this weekend because actually I know the men play a doubleheader on Sunday. So uh, you know this is this is that time when right. everything is going and it's a lot of fun. You know this this is one of those weekends where we'll have a lot of those things going at the same time. But I know you're happy uh, to be at home this weekend. Yeah, I'm very happy to be home today i'm taking it one day at a time so there we go good to be home all right final uh thought from you we're doing a uh, survey listener survey aaron uh jerry how do you pronounce the hotel chain spelled m-a-r-r-i-o-t-t how do you pronounce that i-o-t-t yes m-a-r-i-o-t-t marriott really not what are you mormon marriott you from Utah? You say it, Marriott? Marriott, yeah. That's wow. how they pronounce it in Utah. That's right. That's what we found this week. That's how they pronounced it? Yes. And I've never heard it pronounced in that way, and I've never heard it pronounced anything different than Marriott. 
But you well, say I mean, you say Marriott. You've just been wrong all this time. I, <laughs> I don't discount that. That's the fact. But I've never heard that until this I, week. I thought I thought I was wrong once, but I was mistaken. But I'm bum. There's here's a professor. There's so the professor. I know exactly, Aaron. I mean, we can't. We gotta. If, that's got to be right. We got to be wrong. Let me let me know how the let me know how the rest of that. All right. All right. Well, everybody in Utah says it the same way as you, so Marriott. Okay. Thank you, Jerry. See you soon. All right, guys. Thanks, buddy. Jerry Hill, our good friend, and we hope yours, uh, Baylor Insider, a lot of great information there. Some uh, mispronunciations. Right. It's so disappointing to know that. I can't believe he said that. As worldly and as studied as he is, he doesn't know how to pronounce Marriott. He is worldly. He's got. He's going to get a sport coat with uh, patches on the sleeves. Did you see how shocked we both were when he said <laughs> yeah, it? No, like, like we've been talking. Right. About, like I, I've never heard anybody pronounce it like that. And then the first person we asked yeah. is like, "You mean Marriott?" And I was yeah. like, wait. "I even go, wait, what'd you say?" I know that's funny. All right, there's one, uh, Jerry. Let me know if we hear from anybody on the text line. Yeah, I mean, uh, for now, I guess you have to defer to the professor oh until we hear gosh. otherwise. Yeah. I don't have anything against saying it, Marriott. No, it's just I, different. Yeah. All right, very good. All right, let's uh, take a break. When we come back, got a story from you last night. You know how sometimes, and it seems like this is the case in baseball, sometimes you, you do a baseball game and you see something that you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. I saw last night the Baylor-BYU game. Mm-hmm. I saw, Pat and I agreed, we saw something we'd never seen before. Okay? Oh, wow, okay. So we'll tell you about that. We talked about it on the air, but we'll talk about that when we come back. John Morris show brought to you in part by the team at Kaleo Wealth Management, helping people chart a path toward their financial goals, also helps them pursue their dreams. 200 West Highway 6 in Waco, 254-751-5050, Kaleo Wealth Management. And brought to you by the Pioneer Boys at Pioneer Steel and Pipe, serving Central Texas since 1943. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has had the same ownership, the same family-operated business covering four generations How about that longevity and consistency for Pioneer Steel and Pipe? You're invited to drop by and check out their new Waco location, 2003 South Loop 340 and Highway 6. A new store, but you'll find the same great customer service and low prices that customers expect. That is Pioneer Steel and Pipe, open Monday through Friday, 730 to 5, Saturday, 8 to noon, 24-7 on the web at pioneerboys.com for Pioneer Steel and Pipe. 